are listening to Core Stories. I'm Emily Bruff, the Communications Director here at Otter Creek Church. I've been digging around in my files from our 2017 year in review. Darlene and Dave Mackey shared with me about their experience getting plugged in with what we call our Grand Otters. You can find that article along with many others on our website, ottercreek.org. But I wanted to share their full interview because it was so sweet and full of wisdom. Thank you for listening. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm Dave. And I'm Darlene. For the Mackies. Dave was in the Navy when we got married. And this we've been married almost 50 years. Next month it will be our 50th wedding anniversary. I know. <laughs> I was just a very young child. She's getting married. old. <laughs> Uh, we lived in Ireland for the first two years we were married because he wasn't stationed there. And then we lived in Rhode Island. And then we had friends from Rhode Island who were moving to Arizona. And he was going to go back to school. Well, go to school in Arizona. We moved to Arizona. Lived there for... We'd never been there. Yeah, never been there. So we decided to, okay, move to Arizona. And then um, he had a business opportunity in California. And we stayed there then 35 years. So then we've been here three and a half. So... Um, we were home churching for a while when we were in California and really liked that and didn't know that we would go back to church. But, um, hmm? to a formal church. To a formal church. We thought we would home church here too. Uh, but we love the mission minded people here. I love the outreach and we just are so involved um, and have, have been from right from the beginning and. Um, so we're, we're, we're here. We're Otter Creekers. <laughs> we love the Grand Otters. That was the first group that we really connected with. We well, just, it might be the first thing we heard about them was that they were going on a, on a field trip <laughs> to the, to the, um, uh, distillery in, in, in Lynchburg, Lynchburg. Oh, that's gotta be a fun group. <laughs> Church of Christ, you're going ahead and heading for Lynchburg. Okay. <laughs> They're old. <laughs> yeah, you have to be at least 60 years old. Not that I am, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have to be. I think. <laughs> Um, and we meet, I think the, the purpose of the group is to have a Bible, a midweek Bible study in the afternoon for people who don't like to drive at night. But so many of the people come in the afternoon to stay for the evening. So probably at least But half. some don't. Yeah, some don't. Some don't. But that group is just, um, they're a really, really good group. They've pretty much all been in leadership. They all have a lot of wisdom. They all are, you know, they're not, they're not finding themselves. They pretty much found themselves and are pretty comfortable with who they are and are very supportive. Um, and um, we love the group, huh? Mm-hmm. We love the group. We have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. Yeah. Easy connection. It was fun. We had a good time. Long bus ride. Mike's a crazy driver. <laughs> He's not. Not really. You know, without granddaughters, we probably wouldn't have become near as close friends with, with Gene and, and John McCaslin. And uh, that's a, an important friendship for, for them and for us. So um, I don't know if you know who they are, but Gene, Gene is suffering with uh, Alzheimer's. and uh, She's my age. So John needs a lot of support. Yeah. 
And Jean does too, because mm-hmm. Jean's not doesn't know everybody. I mean, she she couldn't even tell you my name now, but she knows that she loves me. Well, I think that's been a God thing. You know? Oh, absolutely, and a blessing for us, and and I hopefully oh, for them but, too. Mm-hmm. That's that's one way. Um, another one is you know we probably would never have gotten to know uh, uh, Fletcher Shrigley as well. If we hadn't been in that class, and he's a wonder, what what a great guy he is, you know, really. He's so um, soft spoken, and he doesn't say much, but when he says it, it's so profound. Yeah, he's really a kind, gentle, insightful person. Mm-hmm. That's that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Same same with um, um, Ed Rucker. Mm-hmm. Ed Rucker, and he's. He has really motivated us too, to and encouraged us. He he just has an idea about helping uh, with next right step. He's been real involved with them, and he thought it would be a good idea to have a house that they could fix up and 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 he just thought that was. And I thought he was going to you know put together a committee or do something. Oh no, he just did it. He just. Got bought the house and he's a and, huge risk taker. Yes, just, yes, he just does it. God will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just have met so many wonderful people. And um, Senator Collins, who is so involved with the Wayne Reed Center and with Wayne Reed himself, and with uh, Living Water. And she's just, she's a wonder. She is, I, we just love her and love her mission. And then there's people in the class who do, who do a sewing mission and we'll, and that most people don't even know about. They make teddy bears that they give to the police or to first responders, you know, to take for children. They make blankets that they use with Wayne Reed and, and support, too. I mean, I can say anything. I've been through some trials. I went through depression for a long, long, long time and didn't even realize that it was depression other than I was depressed. <laughs> um, and just being able to open up and be able to say that, and, and a lot of people will just share openly the, the the hurts and the things that they've gone through and what they've learned from that. And that is just it's just a wonderful, wonderful support system. Well, when when I um, when I was growing up, I got really turned off about church, about religion, and and pretty much God. I kind of had come to the point in high school where I thought if there was a God, he was mean. And have uh, you? Have you ever heard, do you know who Corn is? You know, Freak on the Leash? That's kind of how I felt. And um, and uh, so I didn't realize at dating her um, that she was very sold out to Jesus and, and had that kind of life. Um, it wasn't obvious when we were dating because um, I was wild and she kind of went along with whatever I did. And uh, so I, when I left home, I never intended to go to church again. I would go to, I would take her to church, and we would go in and sit down, and I would get a songbook and scoot down in the seat and put the songbook up here to support my knee and go to sleep. And we're not talking about just sleeping through the sermon. I mean, he, even if they stand up to sing, he was sleeping right through that. No, when I sat down, down he that. went to sleep, and yeah. I went to sleep. <laughs> and um, so then I went into the military and. We got married and went overseas, and I thought, I'm free. I don't have to worry about it again. I'm never going back. And then my mother, the Herald of Truth, have you ever heard of Herald of Truth? They have this thing where you get a hold of, if you have servicemen overseas, they, they have connections all over the world. And they got in touch with the 
Coleraine Church of Christ who got in touch with Bill and Margaret Rue who lived halfway between us and the church. And it didn't make any difference what we did. They never, ever criticized us about anything. They just were always there to take care of us. They would drive 20 miles to pick us up, drive 35 miles back to church. They would drive 15 miles back to their house, feed us, drive us back to church, come home in the afternoon, stop on the way home. We'd eat, watch Laugh-In together. They'd bring us home, and then they would go back. More than 100 miles every Sunday. And then we got a car, and so we could drive ourselves. And so he bought a van and went all over the country, drove 200 miles a Sunday picking up kids, um, the Irish kids out in the country. And they were just not critical, completely accepting, loving people, and completely turned around my whole perspective on what Christian people were like. I had never met Christian people like that before, in, in my perspective, you know, which was a kid, uh, a rebellious kid, you know, for, honestly. But, but it was very different. And so it's because of the ruse, at least that's, that's who God used um, to intervene in my life. And he might have come up with someone else later if that hadn't worked. I don't know what would have happened. But, you know, I mean, they, they really had a huge impact on my life. They still have a huge impact on my life. I think about them a lot. And I've, I've had struggles along the way. I've had a lot of struggles here and there with different things. But it's never been like that before. It's never, it, I mean, since it's never been I give up and I'm, I'm not having anything to do with it. It's just this is hard. But I keep going. And for me, it was more after we adopted our son. And uh, there were lots and lots of struggles with him growing up and still are. He's 41 years old, but from the time he was two years old, it was really, really difficult. So, and, and I thought it was that, and there again, I thought it, God was punishing me because um, I wasn't supposed to have kids. I wasn't able to have kids that I, I just felt like, well, he must, I went behind his back and now he's punishing me. So, and that was hard for me for the longest time until I had a friend say, you know, what if God isn't punishing you? What if you are the best mother for Mac? And that had never occurred to me that could possibly be. And that was a real a real change for me. Not that the struggle changed, but just that um, maybe this is the way it was supposed to be, you know, that maybe I am, I am good enough because I never thought I was good enough. I, I think over the years for me, it is that so often I have wanted to do things my own way and I, I've been convicted in my heart to do something, but I don't do it because it's not convenient. It's not the easiest thing to do. But I think the sooner you give in to God's will, the happier you are. And it's just silly not to. And, and go to great lengths. When I was a child, I did not like to take a bath. I would do whatever I could to make it look like I did without doing it. I would wash up at the sink and I would I would wet the soap. I would run the water. I would wet the washcloth. I would wrinkle the towel and I would run walk down the aisle the hallway and look and watch TV for a while. Sometimes I'd get caught doing it and I have a big mess because the water would run over in the sink or in the tub or whatever I was supposed to be doing. And to make it look 
like I had bathed. And if I had just bathed, <laughs> it wouldn't have taken nearly that long. And I, I kind of, I think that is about with God, with, with, um, when God prods me with the Holy Spirit to do something and I, I just do a workaround, <laughs> how much better my life would be if I would just do it. And, I, and it would be so much happier. And I, I just wish younger people would realize that, that if you just, just, Follow God as close as you can. When you have a choice, choose the good. Choose the good every time. What what you eat, exercise, you know what you do. Just always choose the good. It's better. It really is better. <laughs> I don't have any great wisdom. I think probably the thing that that uh, I've learned, you know, that's made life better for me is being generous. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. grew up having this being told that we were, that my family was poor and, and, um, you know, people gave us things and took care of us in a lot of ways. And in, in a lot of respects, we probably needed it. Uh, but in other respects, we really weren't poor. We were really pretty well off. We didn't have a fancy house, but we owned it. You know, we didn't have fancy cars, but they weren't, weren't making payments on them. And, um, so, it wasn't really as bad as I thought in my head. And so I was always holding on to things. The ruse, and then there was a family in Arizona, that the, the Subtle Myers, that were also really generous and important to us. And uh, f- from them, I really learned about generosity, about giving people, giving to people and supporting and, and not hanging on, but just using what you have. Um, yeah, whether it's a little or a lot, you just use what you have. Right, and it really has made a made a huge difference in just how I feel about myself and how I feel about other people. It's um, really opened that up. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org/stories, or follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church. 